0: Hi, and welcome to Pursuing the Pinnacle Podcast. I'm your host and preacher-podcaster, Andy Brenton. Each week, you'll hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement into your daily life to become a more effective Christian. So thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. How is it that we go about winning others without words? Well, I'll say one of the most powerful tools that you and I have is the way that we live. It was Peter who said it's possible to win souls without words. In first Peter chapter three, verse one and two, wives in the same way be submissive to your husbands so that, if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. It was Webster that defined influence as an act or process that produces an effect on another. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 14 and verse 7 that we all have this influence. We all have an effect on other people. He says, no man lives or dies unto himself. In other words, no man is his own island. None of us live in a vacuum. We are all affected by one another in one another's influence. You see, the circle of influence is awesome. Paul tells us a little leaven leavens the whole lump. In other words, we leave some type of mark, some kind of impression on every person that we come into contact with. It was Lord Tennyson who once said, I am a part of all that I have ever met. Beecher wrote, Even the humblest individual exerts some influence upon others. And so what kind of impression are we leaving? Or have we left upon those that God has providentially brought into contact with us? Do they see and experience Jesus in us? I sure hope so. You see, the extent of our influence is really unbelievable. Sociologists tell us that each of us influences 10,000 people in a lifetime, either directly or indirectly. They tell us that our influence will continue to be felt for over 150 years. Now, we're not talking about people like Abraham or Moses or Solomon, Paul, not even George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. No, instead, the sociologists are speaking of ordinary people like you and I. Think of it 10,000 people for 150 years. What an awesome responsibility God has laid on our shoulders the proper stewardship of our influence. You see, our influence can never be turned off. And I want you to know this we will influence others. It's not we can if we want to. We have no choice in the matter. The only choice we have is what kind of influence we exert, either good or bad. Jesus acknowledged this very truth when he said, You are either for me or against me. You are either gathering into the kingdom or scattering abroad. It was Pilate who tried to remain neutral. He tried not to influence for or against Jesus. And what was the result? Jesus ended up on the cross. And so the question becomes, how many of us are crucifying Jesus afresh by trying to remain neutral by what our influence exerts upon other people? Now that we know what influence is and that we all have it, that we exert an influence over others, that we know our influence lasts a long time and that we cannot turn it off, we can only control whether it is good or bad. Now that we know all of this, are we fulfilling our God-created purpose and command to be evangelistic with our influence? It's a sobering question, isn't it? So let's consider an example of how we can control our influence by looking at something David wrote in Psalm 101, verses 1 through 6. David said, I will sing of your love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will walk in my house with a blameless heart. I will set before my eyes no vile thing. The deeds of faithless men I hate. They shall not cling to me. Men of perverse heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor in secret, him I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, him I will not endure. And so what is David saying in this psalm? Well, I believe there's seven things. Number one, I will speak and sing of God's love and justice. In other words, it's going to be a constant thought and a song on my lips. Number two, I will be careful to lead a good moral life. In other words, blameless life. Number three, I will make a covenant with my eyes, not to see any vile thing, not to put anything before my eyes that could possibly cause me to sin. I will watch the company I keep. Number four, keep men of perverse heart away from me. I'm not going to join myself with them. Number five, I will not tolerate gossip. That is he who slanders his neighbor. I'm not going to play into that. I'm not going to speak it, nor am I going to accept it. Number six, I'm going to control my pride. I recognize that pride comes before fall, and so I want to keep that in check. And number seven, I'm going to keep company with faithful men and women of Christ. I'm not going to join myself with those of the world who perhaps could lead me astray from God. And so if we are going to lead others to Jesus by our lifestyle, by our influence, then we must control our influence. And as Peter admonishes us, become different, peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart, for God's purpose. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast. It's your sharing that helps influence others to Christ. And so until next time, may you continue to look to God and may He protect you. God bless.